oh, so-and-so destroys so-and-so. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 145, entitled, Why So Angry? It seems a lot of people are dealing with more and more anger. Whether it be sudden bursts or a constant pressure, there's more anger than there used to be. Why? What's causing it, and what can be done about it? We're talking about that this evening. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take a relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you would, please do give us a five-star review. They really help. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being as alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are good and you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got that much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. Then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime, Lunchtime in Rome. Hi, guys. Hi, hey, Chris. Chris. Welcome back. Hey, thanks. I, I think I I like to take these little breaks so that I always get welcomed back. It's just a nice feeling. <laughs> hey, I'm back again. Um, Amy's that, like, oh, you should do that at home. <laughs> that's not nice um so yeah yeah. um let's see what's up with me i'm i'm good i'm i'm good except for one area and that is food i am having so i guess i'm starting with bad i am having i'm eating so unhealthy these days like real yes don't know. I, I like. I got to break out of the funk. I like really got. I'm, I'm starting to look at, at uh, things yeah. online and like, dude. Like, I am like McDonald's yeah. and no. snack food, no. and, and I'm just right falling. I'm falling backwards. Cause you lost some weight. Uh, yeah, it was a while I ago. Mean, the pooch but yes. is a little less. Thank you. It moved weight. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. It's well, back. If, I did lose a few pounds back, you know, six months ago or whatever. But I've heard, I've heard it's kind of a thing that, like, in in these winter months, like especially February, you eat a lot more carbohydrates. Mm. You know, it's just you're a lot of people tend to do that. So right. you're not alone in that, right? Yeah, I just it's not feeling good right now. So that's my sort of you know, no matter how much I tell myself, like, oh, you know what, I do because I do like I love a good salad. Mm-hmm. My problem right now is like, no matter how much I tell myself on the way home. From work, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I got some good veggies in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Now I still stop off at McDonald's mm-hmm. or something. It's like I can't stop myself. It's all, it's like an addiction or something. Yeah. It's real honest to goodness. It's like driving me crazy. You've you know what you need? You've mentioned McDonald's before. Nate Bergazzi said it best because he thinks he's diabetic and he's like right on the borderline of being diabetic. Mm-hmm. He points out, of course, that it's type two, the, the kind you earn. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was disappointed because he thought, I, I need that. I, I, I need the scare. Because <laughs> I need it. He goes, if it's just like I should, I should. 
But if I have to, yeah. for for like diabetic reasons, well, for any to change a major change, like you know, yeah. oh, I should cut back my drinking. You end up in the back of a police car. It's probably time. Time <laughs> now's good. Right. I need a scare. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, no, I I know. I that's. Amy's been saying that too. She's afraid she's going to get the scare. She's like, "You're going to something's going to happen mm. to you. Something's going to happen." That's what's mm. all about her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> well, yeah. then, out of your love for her, you should cut back, right? I. All the FLR, the facts, logic, and reason, it all makes sense to me. Absolutely makes sense. I got to break out of the the habits. I think though, that's that's my. Well, we could take a deep dive goal. into that. Is that like is is junk food what comes out of the top of your emotional cup? I don't know. These I, don't, I have no. Are idea. you not worth being healthy? I don't think I feel that way. Well, well this is getting deep. And mm. you thought it was just about food. <laughs> <laughs> so that's but anyway, that's that's my struggle right now. The the good is um I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be like sort of back because I you know, I was out for COVID and then just sort of just not feeling well great for and hey, the not feeling well could be diet related too. Um but I've been feeling pretty good this week. Um enjoying teaching, enjoying those kids. Uh, getting ready for a concert, a virtual concert that's coming up uh, next week. Kinda. It's not really a virtual concert. <laughs> well, I'm, I, <laughs> it's not really a virtual concert because it's not live, but we are recording it and then like distributing it to the parents. Live to tape. Yes, live. To, yeah. What, what would you call that? That's not. Is that a, a virtual? recording? Okay. <laughs> So a, a, rec- a recorded concert. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing. A recorded concert. Um, so that's. But honestly, it's been going great. What? The kids are so fun, and it's it's good. Why are you doing that and not live? Just out of curiosity. Um, I think just the less prep slash pressure slash learning. Yeah, you don't want kids learning at school. That's. <laughs> Or to be accountable for no, their for learning. No, for me. I don't want to learn no. <laughs> life. No, I think it was just the simplicity factor of like, rather than trying to make sure, you know, let's get all our ducks in a row and get everything online and, and, and happening, you know, in the moment. Right. Well, let's clarify. This let's is a makeup a, concert, too. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Makeup sort of virtual. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be doing some it's Christmas tunes and stuff in <laughs> yeah. February. I'm like, we got to get this in before. I mean, it's already, what, 50 degrees out there today or higher, almost 60. 60. Oh, maybe better well, Yeah. Before we, Ron takes down his Christmas lights. <laughs> <laughs> he already did. Oh, boo. No, no. I don't know what we're going to do. Christmas concert canceled. Yeah. But that's my good. I got, you know, it's it's... It is what it is. And your food's junk Life, food. man. What's your, fa- food? what's your favorite junk food, though? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Honestly, McDonald's is <laughs> my McDonald's huge fries. thing. Yeah, McDonald's. French fries, A number one, man. Remember, I, it's, somebody in every room is, is contractually obligated to say, remember when they used to fry them in beef tallow? Uh, yeah, those were the days. <laughs> That's when fries were fries. You know, my grandfather used to work at Heffernan's Company, which supplied the food to McDonald's. My uncle Johnny, who was the thief in the family, was a laborer out there. And if they like dropped a ten pound box slash bag inside it of fries, if the box got dented, they couldn't send it out, so they would throw it in the garbage. Mm. So they would literally knock on the dumpsters before they emptied the dumpsters because my uncle could be in there. <laughs> and we would always bring home like ten pound <laughs> bags of fries. We had McDonald's fries the entire time growing up. Wow, <laughs> Uncle Johnny, that's that hilarious. Is, that is a 
I don't know. That's a French fry win, man. I don't know. That sounds like a dream Dumps of, fries. of horrible gluttony for me. <laughs> I see Chris like, just pouring yeah. over himself. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> An abundance of McDonald's fries. Occasional mouse. <laughs> right. Well, those will fry in beef tallow, too. It's fine. I would eat it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I start off with a, a bad. Uh, so tonight uh, we had the idea of... Uh, Maggie getting her first pet. Oh, so, I got a preview to the story. Yeah, so we uh, we decided to do a fish. Ah, good choice. And a simple fish, <laughs> nothing crazy. And uh, I went to Elmer's Aquarium. Um, you all know it here. Uh, and I don't know. I don't. I wasn't duped. The guy just wanted me to buy this in the right way. Like he sure. wanted me to take care of this fish, right. The right way. So we settled on a betta fish, and is it better? Not beta? it's better. It's better. What's it better than? Huh? A regular one. There's two T's, not one. It's not a GIF. It's um, a GIF, or vice versa. And so I got a tank specific specifically for bettas. I got the. The chemicals that you need to put in and filter. Are you going fil- to filter are you here? Call the fish O'Rourke? No, no. <laughs> Maggie's already named the fish Goldie. Ah. Uh, uh, what color is it? I don't know yet because we don't have it. Oh, <laughs> so we got the we got it's the on tank pre-order. No, he said that we should get the tank, fill it with water, let the water uh, go for right. a week before we bring the better okay. fish home and put them in the water here. So and you're only getting one. Yeah, because it's. Siamese fighting fish mm. is, I believe, what beta means, or that's what they <laughs> are. If you put <laughs> if, hell right, acro- if you put two males <laughs> or two females in a tank together, they will fight yeah. and and bite each other. And Why wouldn't you want to watch that? Well, you put them in two separate tanks <laughs> and they just bang right. They just like, eat each other. They yeah. fluff up like you know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> they swim away and they look back over <laughs> the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. if they had a shoulder. Uh, but we'll probably get some snails in there, and you know, just uh, if you need help, you talk to Chris. I know Chris I'll is my t- fish guy. <laughs> I'll tell you, I really over the years have enjoyed having a fish tank. It went crazy in the oh, end. It got yes, a little it crazy. Was, yeah, we you had to call in the closer. I'm glad you're getting the bet. <laughs> you. No. Yeah. Bella. We're getting Bella. Bella, right? We're getting one fish. Yes. And uh, it's not a I think guppies, man, they just reproduce like crazy. Guppies. So don't go guppies. <laughs> don't even the fancy fancy guppies so pretty. Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah, uh but the the you know, we were all hyped up to get it and then we, you know, had to get out in under 100. Uh, just, just a little bit over. That's okay. Yeah. Cause we got the tank. We got everything that's going to go in the tank. We've got the chemicals, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I was, I was bummed that I had to break the news to Maggie, like while we were in the store and you know, mm. said, did she cry? Oh no. She handled it like a champ. Like I told her that I was like, we're going to take the tank home and we'll set it up and we'll get it going. We'll turn the lights little on. Little daddy daughter time, little science. Right. And I said, and we'll come back in a week. I was like, we get to come back again. And get the fish. Ooh, you know? good angle. Yeah, so... And you can hold that over her head for her behavior in the next week. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, See that empty tank? <laughs> it's going to stay empty. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was bummed that we just couldn't bring it home and, and have fun um, with it. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm envisioning having fun with a fish. Oh like, yeah, like, I just want to have fun. We, with we that set fish. up and then we just stare. <laughs> Take it up. We just toss it around. And Maggie, cause, yeah, because Maggie was like, "I can, pe- I can pet the fish," and I was like, mm, <laughs> "This is going to be a real learning experience." <laughs> um, so 
but I'm excited. Uh, and good this week was uh, Super Bowl party. It was so much fun. It was fun. Um, and it was great. And Max came over, and he was part of the, the group at the Super Bowl party. It was party. a good game. And it was a good game. And it was so cool to see Aaron uh, Donald uh, win a ring. Yeah. Penn Hill's alum. Local guy. Absolutely. Yeah, so cool. Even if I was the only one rooting for him. I know. Well, I was rooting for Aaron, but I wasn't rooting for the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was a great game. And for you know us football fans... No, no better year of playoffs. Right, in, in yeah. such a great playoff. My year. memory of yeah. you know thirty years watching the league Chiefs or whatever. Bills, like, like game was insane. Just all, all every game. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then food this week would have to be sloppy Joe, slap, oh, yeah. sloppy Joe. Oh, dude, that sloppy Joe you made was unbelievable. It was so good. Just the perfect amount of sweetness. You know, a little bit of bite. You know, just real good. Maybe some pickles next time. In the sloppy, oh, you put them on the yeah, sloppy Joe, but maybe oh, yeah. in the sloppy Joe, yeah, one more salt. I don't know. <laughs> He's critiquing his own. Yeah, oh, that's I know. What, that's what I was real worried. Do. I thought it was too sweet, and then I thought it was too spicy because nah, I, I added a bunch of red pepper once. It was too sweet. Yeah, but I like a I like a sweet sloppy Joe. Sure, it was fun making. It. Never made it before. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to start off with food since we've been talking about food. Crazy a segue right into it. I went to uh, carnivores on saturday night and had um they have a prime rib sandwich and it was really good sounds scary it was really good i enjoyed it you know what um, i mean like odds are it's not gonna be good no it was pretty good it had hmm. um onions on it um au jus no not really au jus just um Some beef sandwich yeah but it was right. good it's like the one hey, thing that, soft not chewy yeah it yeah. Was, yeah it was really really tender um but it's like the one thing that sticks out because, again, recently for me, food's just kind of been like I'm just eating meals, mm. um, which is fine. Um, but I, I haven't been to carnivores in a minute, yeah. as the kids say. Yeah. How uh, does it look the same? Um, yeah. Yeah. They haven't I really just want to live through to you and yeah, experience it. It's, it. it's the same. Okay. Yeah. That makes me happy. The menu really hasn't changed. Um but the reason I wanted to bring up food is because the night we went to get food was also the night um, me, Abby, and Ethan went and saw Goose, the band, yes. down at Stage AE. Eric had been at Stage. Eric and Amy were at Stage AE the weekend before that to see um, War on Drugs, the band. Um, and so we went to Carnivores first, and then we went down and saw the the show. And it was just an I can't even explain how good these guys are. And I mean. They're my favorite band in the world right now, mm. but I think anybody walking in there would have had a just a, a great experience. It mm -hmm. would, the, it's just they're so it's so well produced. Everything about it, the lights, the sound. Um, there was one point where the the bass player is just playing one note, and it, like the, it was subsonic, just going through <laughs> your body, like not not even you know it, it wasn't even like music. It was like a metaphysical experience. Um, so it was just, and it was great to have the kids there. Um, and, and this kind of a crowd is really considerate, um, encouraging. They saw Abby, you know, and they saw me with my kids. And so I had, you know, some people trying to help keep eyes on her, on her, on them. Um, which was a really cool, that was a really cool experience too. I'm so glad it worked out. I'm so mm -hmm. glad it worked out. Me too. Could uh, have been a train wreck. Yeah. Lex couldn't go because the bad would be she had, she's had a really, really bad bouts with, with her migraines again. Not, not her migraines because she doesn't own them. They just happen to happen to her. Um, but so she's had really bad bouts with that. And so she had to, uh, bow out of the concert, um, which was very, very unfortunate. 
um, the day of. Um, but it was it was what it was meant to be. So me and the kids went down and saw Goose. Uh, but even the weekend in general, even beyond Goose, which was the highlight to me, but um, really the weekend started out with Abby's concert. She had a, a choir concert up at the uh, percussion specialist. Huh? There was a percussion specialist there. What do you mean? Playing the uh, the bells or whatever it was on uh, your phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, they they had like a it was a forty five minute concert. Nice. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it like yeah. a forty five yeah. minute oh, concert. It was, yeah, that was the best part about it. I'm staring uh, down the barrel of a three hour music recital Sunday night coming. Uh, of which Bella sings once. Oh man, um, they've had as many as fifty two songs in a night. Oh wow, maybe it was forty nine. I don't know. Wow. Sorry, that's a lot. No, that's okay. Um, so, but it was it was at, like it was, the kids sang surprisingly well. It was fourth and fifth grade, and I was actually kind of, I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. Yeah. Um, what a celebration they get to do that though. I they, mean, well, they well and, but it, yeah, it was kind of like what Chris was describing with the virtual thing, where like it was um, they did it was it was five Christmas songs. Um, and so you, it was, it was kind of late, but they got it in and it was so, it was so nice to see the kids cause like it was, it was such a nice evening cause everybody had a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kids, you could tell the kids were really enjoying being live. They didn't have masks <clears throat> on and it was, it was just like for, from the adult perspective, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any politics or it was just a good night about to the celebrate the kids. Mm-hmm. And we did. Um, so, so there was that, there was the goose show. Um, and then uh, like Eric said, the Super Bowl party, which was, which was a lot of fun over here. Um, so yeah, there, there's my good, bad and food. Awesome. I'm going to start with my negative and it's not that negative, And that's why I'm starting with it. Cause I don't normally start with negative. I walked the disc golf course today at the church and, uh, it's, it's nothing. We didn't have any trees down. I thought with all the snow, the ice, everything no, else. It looked good. Everything's kind of as we left it. It's a, it's some tricky walking. I mean, it's not a flat mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. So it's like some ground's frozen. Some still has snow. Some has nothing but mud. Uh, but why it's a negative is, and it's still positive. Uh, you know, I looked, especially at the, at the area that we're developing now mm-hmm. for those couple, you know, one, two or three extra holes. I just sat down at one point and I was like, and I've already cut so much of it. But I was like, it's just so much that needs to be, like be dragged away or mm-hmm. mulched up, and it's so much. But I, so that's the negative. Just that there's, you know, and I go, you know, we've had some people help, but we need a lot of people to help for one day. Or is there this grass hog that they make, or uh, weed hog that they make? But if so, how do we get it down there? Because yeah. there's no way to get it down there unless we blaze a trail from Leonard's backyard. Which we may do. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Just sort of negative. Like, I just want it to be perfect and right. But, I mean, I visualized that first hole down the hill, and I figured out a way that we can make it work with minimal amount of work. And so it's it's a it's a good bad. But there's just so much work. So everybody, we're going to have a work day. Everybody listens to the <laughs> podcast at any point in time. Come out for half hour. We'll bang it out. If there's like 100 of you, it will take just a half hour, and we'll be good to go. The positive is uh, Bella's performance the other night. At they had a uh, a live show Monday night the mm-hmm. Valentine's Day uh, what do they call it the Coral Madrigal no, Reef no no Cantop, anyhow Cantop. Cantop no I know what it's called I know my girl can sing Cantina Cantina might have been actually no that's, no. that's a bar Star Wars yeah I know she it was unbelievable I'm sorry I know she can sing 
And we get that. Now, she never sings at home. If she has her voice lesson on Zoom, she goes in the basement, closes all the doors. She just hears this echo. It was it was just like, there's no way that's her. And it was just such a blessing. And, and just to hear her sing. And it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we were so blessed to hear that. And for her to get to do that, because that is her realm. And it wasn't, you know, her typical Bella snarky, sarcastic, you <laughs> With know. With an accent like, hello, governor. And then right. she goes, no, <laughs> It was just a beautiful girl singing beautifully. And, like, I played it for Mary Lynn, and she said, you know, her voice control and her breathing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't point that out. <laughs> I can't wait to hear her in the musical coming up. As the lead. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's like she was, she's been in the things I've seen her in, she's been more the comic relief. Right. And this is going to be a much more like serious and singing role for her. So that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of Bella, she ties into my food for this evening. Uh, I made for the first time ever a fresh jerk marinade. And she said, everybody has to taste it on air. Who said that? Bella, Bella said. did. So all I, want you, all I want you to do is dip your spoon in. It is a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't take a full spoon full. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Are we going one at a time? Oh, you know, you do it all at once. Okay. So there we go. We'll just try that out there. Made it fresh. Ginger, garlic. Uh, if you know Flo Miller from church, I wouldn't use that much. It's a oh, little really? spicy. Okay. So. I love online. I'm just going. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to end up doing all this. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, you know, back a little nappe. The back of the spoon might work. Yeah. I'll put it, it was too spicy, but then I, I, I tried to fix it. So, three, two, one. Is it still too spicy? Probably for me. Oh. <laughs> it's got too wow, spice. Wow, it is so good. <laughs> it's really good. Do you like it? It is, it is I good. I love it, but it is too spicy. And the me. thing is, it's pretty spicy. There's no I sp- made it. I made it, and I tasted it. And I was like, we can, I was, oh, damn. I was like, so I dipped it in the spoon and let it all drip off. Gave it to Bella with just what had been on the spoon. And it was, I mean, it was the spiciest thing she's ever had. So I added a half a cup of brown sugar and all the other ingredients again, except for the hot stuff to get it to this level with probably a cup of orange juice. Do that again. And you'll, <laughs> you'll be on to something. No, it's then, really tasty. It is so, tasty. It's got a great flavor. Love a good jerk. I have some chicken marinating in it right now. And I'm going to try to cook it tomorrow. When I poured it out, like I poured some into here and I reserved some outside of the marinade. And then I poured the rest in the sink. And you know how like you have the little wire mesh catcher mm-hmm. in the sink, yep. in the drain. I figured out I'll just squirt it through there. But that was like where all the pulp was. Terrible word, by the way. <laughs> I like fumigated it. <laughs> and like I sneezed. I coughed. I choked. All at once, Rachel's like... Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> but the nice thing is, she didn't get angry. Well, that's nice. And Bella didn't get angry, and you guys didn't get angry at Bella for wanting you guys to taste it. <laughs> it is. I kind of regret tasting it, but it's very good. Sticking oh, with you? It's sticking with me. How like, much did you? What did you have? Like substance or just coating? I just had a coating. Yeah, yeah. But I put the whole spoon in my mouth. I should have just done like a little. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That goes away. So. <laughs> Suck it up. It goes away tomorrow. I'm glad that you guys aren't angry, but unfortunately, a lot of people are angry. Mm -hmm. And it's not just your typical, hey, where do your hurts go? Oh, they go to anger, fear, guilt, self-cut. No, it seems like there's a whole, and that's where we want to talk about tonight, that I've, I've noticed it a lot of different places, and I want to open up with just simply, do people, do you think people are more angry? Are you more angry 
than historically or than you are usually? Um, I am not. I, I just, I don't know. Things don't affect me that way. Okay. Um, do I think people are? Yeah. I, I mean, certainly like a portion of the population. I don't mean any specific portion. I just mean like some percentage of, for sure. Yeah, I would say. I mean, but it's, I mean, for me, it's all anecdotal. Like, in my experience, but yeah, I can definitely see. And I, I know we're going there in a minute, but um, for me, it's all about the online stuff. What do you mean? Like, I just, I mean, we've we've talked about it on here before about how like social media in particular, but also just, I think the all the information that pours into people like so readily through their devices it's just i think it just builds up Fan these feelings yeah yeah well and that's well, what social media is supposed to like that's that's one of the i don't know if you guys saw the um the documentary on netflix about uh, i think it's called the social dilemma i think sure. we've talked about and, and i mean they engineer articles and and all of that to make you angry to tribalize you um it's it's what gets clicks it's that headline oh so and so destroys so and so and it's like great right that's just my side wins your right. side loses your right. you know and that's like verified like yeah. the, those oh, yeah. things yep. i mean that is what drives right the, you know, advertisers go to whoever gets the most clicks, and those are the things that get the most clicks. But before we continue down that rabbit hole, right. why? You know, I want to talk a little bit more about is do we agree that everybody, not everybody, but there is a lot more anger, angry, let's put it this way, are angry people angrier mm. now? <sighs> I'm not. And I think we've talked about this. But you this. were. I was. Were. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was really angry. Yeah. I would say it, it depends on the setting. That you're in. Um, Cause I feel like I'm, I'm angry at times late, you know, lately and, you know, through the past two years of going through all we've gone through and everything. Um, and I've noticed more people that are on edge. Like if you, if you bring up something that is people are, people are more defensive and quicker to go to anger mm. instead of seeking understanding in a lot of situations and different conversations. Which that's saying a lot because not everybody ever seeks to understand anyhow. Right. Like that's an elevated thing. Right. I would definitely agree. I mean, with the next statement I'm looking at here about everything. Right. Well, yeah. Are people more angry or more people more everything? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's when how it seems because I can feel that in myself. Like I'm just more... Um, of what I go toward, <laughs> which might be a little bit of self-condemnation or, you know, just, um, you know, free-floating anxiety, the whole thing we've talked about with regard to me before. So, yeah. yeah so, so when you say everything, you're talking fearful, anxious, all those things. Yeah. yeah. For me, if I think back to, like right now, I'm not, I'm not angrier. I don't think so for me, but I sure see it. I see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but if I go back to the angriest point in time in my life where anger came out the most was really through the tray days and it, and it would, it would seep out in crazy places. Like I would get really mad at the kids at bedtime or in the bath time or whatever else. And if you think about it, well, I was under an intense amount of pressure at that point in time mm -hmm. yeah. and I would have to, you know, squash it down, squash it down. I, I dealt with it as much as I could. I, I see, you know, I would seek as much comfort as possible, you know? And so, 
in this time period, boy, I haven't had the pressure. You know, I've been able to to navigate it. So for me, the anger's not there, and and I don't, and I don't, I'm not predisposed to anger. But I think for a lot of people, if they are predisposed to anger, even if they're not, if that pressure is is building and building and building, yeah, I, I would say everybody is more everything. But certainly, I thought we could certainly take a look at anger tonight and see mm-hmm. why is it different than regular anger, you know, and where is it coming? Where is there evidence? And so for me, I made a list of just where I'm noticing a whole lot of anger and you guys already brought up number one, which is online. Mm-hmm. And that is the goal of the social media companies. We can't fix that. Right. We, we can only we can fix it by not clicking on that stuff. We can fix it as individuals. Right. Right. We can't fix it macro. Sure. As a collective. Right. Right. Uh, in no way that that ship has sailed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I even for myself, when I wake up in the morning now, you know, I don't even get online right away with my phone. I hit, worship music and I let that play while I get ready just so that I can fill my brain with something that isn't aggravating. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's so funny because then I'm like, I don't like that song. You know, I hit shuffle play. <laughs> and then you're like, mm. Chris Tomlin again. Right. <laughs> just can't you let the song be? Anyhow. Well, and I would even say it's been going on much longer than than social media has been here. It's just that social media has put a giant magnifying glass on it. Or gasoline. Or gasoline, right? Because yeah. I think it has actually inflamed it, not right. just exposed it. Well, and and you know, because I believe, and you know, y'all can put your tinfoil hats on with me, but I mean, I I believe this this goes back to it started when there was the twenty four hour news channel. Yep. When yes. they have to figure out something to talk about for yep. twenty four hours, so we're going to talk about the same thing, and then we're going to we're going to. Hypo- hypothesize about right. it became everything. less about news and more hey let's get opinions right yes. and and ever since Attention. then yeah ever since then like and and every media source and this is where a tinfoil hat comes into into play but every media source is funded by something that wants a certain narrative pushed and it doesn't matter if it's cnn or fox news left right whatever it doesn't matter they're all funded and trying to get their message out there and that just causes so much separation and it's been doing that. And then we have social media come into play and then people are sharing things with each other, posting things. And, you know, it's conflicting what other, what other people are saying and, and seeing. And, um, and it's just, it's just gotten so much worse. Like Jay said, like just putting gasoline on the fire. It's, well, and I go in a more organic direction with it too. I mean, not that I disagree with you, but I no. also like, um, just on the social media side of it, it's, there's a there's definitely a part of it that's not about the clickbait and not about the advertising money and all that sort of stuff it's just about like these you know online relationships through social media where you are guarded or not guarded you are protected um from so many repercussions of lashing out at people things you'd never say to somebody's face right right yeah you're emboldened to say online yeah uh, I want to go to, again, we're talking about evidence that, boy, maybe there's a lot more anger out there. And we're going to transition with the fact that our good boy, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Who was the original angry black man. Uh, he he just commented and said, I'm, I'm not angry, but I used to be. Because that's who he was. And he was an angry man. And I loved every minute of it. <laughs> he was great. Because he was a great guy. He was just angry. And I'm glad he's not angry now. It's because he's snowboarding every day. And he's out in nature and in the middle of God's country, Colorado, doing his thing. But the school that Mark went to is not the school that is there today. Mm. And I have noticed 
in the last two weeks, probably four or five articles on local news channels, uh, websites about problems in schools, because I've noticed it at Penn Hills. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not been good this year. And and I mean, at any level, Mm -hmm. it's a problem. And it was a problem at Woodland Hills earlier this year. But then you hear like Butler. Well, that's not an inner city school. Right. Stowe Rocks, Char Valley. All these schools are saying the kids are out of control. There's so many fights. It's a dangerous place. Mm. And I think each and every school district is just like, shut up, shut up. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let it be. Mm. But now it's leaking out that, I mean, I'm sure McKeesport is not exactly a great, calm environment. Sure. I mean, and I teach elementary, and I love my school. Um, for us, I think it's just been more of an inconsistency thing. Like when the kids aren't there regularly there's you know i've said it on here before the bus issues and well, i'm not saying why it is i'm just right. saying it is a it is an amplified environment where there's a lot of anger being displayed mm, right in a lot of the kids lives and it's seeping out that way violent crime my goodness over the last two years and we can argue about that all day long as to why that is or how it's being handled yeah but i mean was it philadelphia last year with like more than double the number of murders chicago number of shootings number of murders every morning i you know when I, when I look, it's like, okay, what happened in Homewood last night? Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's always violent crime, but there's there's more. Right. There's just more right now. It's an epidemic of it. Brian, you look like you're about to say something. You can't lock down a society for two years and not expect these kind of repercussions. You can't t- take away the ability for police to do what they do and not expect repercussions. You can't take consequences out of society and not expect repercussions and that's we're seeing the fruits of all of that that's i mean you can right. argue you can argue that there's other things involved but you said no and that's certainly getting to what's causing this mm-hmm. uh the last thing at last two things i would say is a whole lot of broken relationships you know when i always say that money fame drugs alcohol and pressure don't change you they make, make you more, more of what you are, are. And we've been under a lot of pressure these last two years. And one of the byproducts of that is a lot of relationships have taken hits. Well, nobody has a, br- a relationship breakup and then says, not angry at all. Hmm. Totally fine with this. Or, I mean, <laughs> not nobody, but right. there's just another reason. There's more and more. It's, it's both causational and it's also a product of it. You know, it's causing the breakup and then you're broken up. And now there's even more anger at what happens after that. And lastly... You know, a lot of people have gotten sick in the last two years and not just from COVID, but I mean, there's constant loss. And now you amplify that with, I didn't get to say goodbye. Mm. We couldn't have a funeral. We, we weren't able to see them in the hospital or just a random everyday quote unquote normal death. You know, there's more, not more and more, but it's amplified Mm -hmm. in this time and that sense of loss. And all of these are hurts, all of these different categories of things that are being taken from us. We've talked before about the emotional cup. Hurts go four places. Anger is one of them. But if you think about what is a hurt is an emotional need not met or taken taken from from you. If we look at these last two years, think of the amount of security that has been taken from people. Mm. And that goes over all. It runs the gamut because not just security versus COVID because a lot of people are super and have been concerned about that. Look at the amount of security that's taken from people that are upset with the ways the government has handled it well mm-hmm. so now security has been taken all over the place from people right well that's where you're going to go to anger you know, if you take my security from me it's fight or flight mm-hmm. you know chris you mentioned a little bit earlier like anxiety okay mm-hmm. so that's more of a flight mechanism right but if you go more towards a fight 
reaction, well, there's been a whole lot of security taken from you. So, of course, yeah, the anger is going to be amplified. Go to respect. How much respect has been taken from people in the last two years? Mm-hmm. Business is taken. Mm-hmm. Schools closed. Kids being told this, then that. Teachers have to do this. Teachers have to do that. Police. Mm-hmm. The reactions to the police. There's almost no. And you, have you driven anywhere recently? <laughs> Like, it's hilarious. I try not to. You just do what you want to do. Dude, anytime, like, I get on the parkway to go any, like, any kind of distance in Pittsburgh, I swear people have just forgotten how to drive. It's like Mad Max is, like, right on the horizon here. Yeah. And you're not talking Mad Max. No, I'm talking Mad (laughs) Max. That would be delicious. Right. Yeah, Mad Max. (laughs) That would be great. Go. Yeah. People just (laughs) turn signals. Ah, those are optional. You know, just, uh, just, uh, I, I, I. There was a point two weeks ago where I went out for a little bit of a longer of an extended time than I normally like. I've just, you know, because I work from home recently, it's just been like running around. But there was there was a couple. I don't know. I can't remember why I was out, but it was just like I was out for a good 20 minutes driving around. It was like, if I just make it home, that's (laughs) it's a win. That's a win because (laughs) I'm going to kill somebody because they're just ridiculous right now today driving around. And I'm like. What, stores what, in line why is it yeah. oh like it i mean you know if there's anything in our world that makes orderly sense it's at aldi you're in a long line uh-huh. and they say would the next person not on the belt oh, please boy. go over to this aisle mm-hmm. oh, and so everybody respects it and you just go sometimes not anymore my friend <laughs> no, right you like the last guy the in line back, goes up sprinting forward yeah and my not, thing is the guy not even in line he just goes right he wasn't even shopping but he just wanted to get first in line <laughs> his wife's still shopping he was he was going for the dollar store and he just bought that's right <laughs> but my new line is when somebody when that happens and like people look at me and i look at them and i just go hey we're all going to get there eventually. And they're like, all right, or else they mother F me. But <laughs> as I cut them in line, I say, look, we're all going to get there eventually. <laughs> but, right, there's a whole, so whether it be respect, whether it be security, whether it be belonging, that all of a sudden, imagine if you're used to being a part of a large group. And over these last two years, that group got splintered because some people didn't agree with the pandemic the way others did. You're locked down. You can't go here. You can't go there. This person won't go here, won't go there. Your needs are being bombarded. And mm-hmm. if even if you don't go to anger, there's a good chance that the anger is coming out even more. And so we want to look at, all right, well, if this is happening, what's really causing it? And I want to break it down into two things. First, the macro, then the micro. We've we've turked on, turked? We've talked about Twerked. the hurts. <laughs> coming in these last two months through the pandemic and through politics there's just so much of that whether it be you know isolation respect security no matter what it is wouldn't you agree that that has been more in the last two years than it was in the last 10 years before that yes because i think up until these last two years i mean we've been playing politics for a long time and and, you know and and politics is just it's one thing yeah it matters but this is much more personal you know i think for me like when that mat when the mask had to go on like literally when the mask had to go on that's when it really hit home that like that slippery slope that we've been going down that seemed inconsequential that we fought about stupid stuff that's when it all became really really personal personal Adam Carolla, let's go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, though, but politics, like, politics fervor has definitely ramped up in the past few years, too, though. Like, that is Everything's political. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Right. Right. You can't. It's like you can't escape it. Like, even, like, 
pre-pandemic and every like it doesn't matter like you could escape it up until, up until probably 2015 and then right. it just seemed like 2015 then it ramped up yeah right everything every but see i would say i would still say it's pandemic for what you just said it it impacted everybody adam carolla used to say look you know what he goes i didn't want obama to be president he goes and you know what he became president you know what i did i went to work i lived mm-hmm. my life i paid more taxes i was fine mm-hmm. well now what politicians do directly impacts us right. more than it ever has before so you can't just say oh that's politics it's right. a much more difficult to say that's just mm-hmm. politics right because now they have the vehicle of the pandemic either pro or con say say you want more restrictions well then the politicians who are saying you know then you hate DeSantis you hate Tim Jordan you you know what i mean like that that drives you crazy it's it's in your face no matter what now mm-hmm. right and and i guess what you're saying is before you know, you'd hear, you'd hear. Oh, okay, the judge ruled in on this, or, or you know, the the Supreme Court voted for this, and I was like, eh. right, you know. Whatever. But now Fauci opens his mouth and says something, and it's like, ugh, f. That means this, which actually affects my life, which makes me way more angry than that would have done, you know, before when it wasn't real. Our good buddy mm-hmm. Dan Brooks, or as his online community uh, properly refers to him as Pastor Dan. He said there's a heightened sense of political division not seen before. Mm-hmm. True. And that that's sort of my second point is there's just more division, especially yeah. in these last two years. You know, it used to be, you know, Republican, Democrat, maybe or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just I'm not even I don't play those games. Right. Apolitical. But now you have I mean, think about there are people who are very pro vaccine. There are people who are anti vaccine. There are people who are pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine mandate. Mm-hmm. Right there, within one medicine, there are three divisions of right. people. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that could even be within subcategory, you know, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, independent, whatever else. Right. That says nothing about masks. That says nothing about mask mandates. That says nothing about businesses. That says nothing about... Anything else, whether it be we are so more divided. And that's what I said. I I finally realized however many months into the pandemic that this is a spiritual thing. It it just most certainly is because that's what the enemy does is divide. Mm -hmm. Boys dividing the crap out of a ton of stuff right now, even within families. Mm -hmm. And that goes to broken relationships. And I'm going to, I want to throw, Go ahead. <clears throat> I'll be a, the broken record speaking of broken, but like I'll, I'm going to throw social media under the bus again too, as far as division, because you have a conversation on, on social media, if it's an argument or if it's, you know, it's a harsh statement or whatever that causes division and there's way less room for, um, forgiveness and reconciliation and those kind of things on social media. Cause you're just, you're not with that person. Right. There's a lot of lost in translation because there's no like body language or, mm-hmm. you know, facial 7%. expression or, you know, vote, tone and voice or, and, even, or even resolution. How easy is it to to throw a grenade into the room yep. and then you don't talk about it anymore, but that hits somebody and there's no resolution. You yeah. know, you drop a comment onto right. some thread right. and maybe you never even go back there. Right. <laughs> like right. Just, I forget yeah. the exact breakdown and I've said it before, but it's like 60 percent of communication is the tone with which you use it 33% is um, your body language as you use it and 7% are the tr- the actual words right. that you choose yes 
tone we you know i'll back that up as a teacher because we're taught all about that but like yeah tone is way more um prevalent for, toward meaning than than exact words tell my wife that by the way because i she i'm the tone police <laughs> so she's like quit being the tone pl-. no it's important it is important. I mean, you can fool a dog anytime. You want to go jump off a cliff? You want to go jump <laughs> off a right. cliff? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think another thing that's causing this in a macro level is we are right now experiencing, because of these last two years and everything else, so many new hurts that there's less time to process the hurts. And because of the division, fewer people to process. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to share uh, that I'm upset about something. Oh, wait, but you don't agree with that which upset you know, the fact that I'm upset, well, now I can't come to you. So I have fewer people to process more hurts. Hmm. So it's a function of more hurts, less comfort. If you're even in the comfort game and you realize you need that, which if you're listening, you know, if you sit at the table with us every week, you got an idea. That's what you need. Most of this world doesn't. Mm-hmm. So they just suck it, suck it up, buttercup, mm-hmm. squash it down, drink it away, try to ignore it. Doesn't go anywhere. Right. And there's more and more and more. And, you know, you already brought up that there's less grace, mm. less forgiveness. There's there's just a, a greater immediate accountability with no real consequences. Right. And that just goes into an emotional hurt. Mm-hmm. So what are the micro things? What are the small things that are causing these hurts these days? Again, in these last two years, if we're saying people are angrier in these last two years than they have been, and, and certainly they are, in my opinion, if you're listening to this, you're probably choosing to agree with that. You know, and it's just a list. It's the same list we all have. I mean, it's either health worries or freedom concerns for the bulk of the people. And it's one it's typically one or the other. You're petrified of getting COVID mm-hmm. or everybody getting COVID, or you're petrified of the government. Mm-hmm. And you're angry at those who don't agree with you on either side of it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, is it would you agree with that? That yeah. it's pretty much one or the other? Yeah. For most people. Now, is this uh, just clarification? This is micro because it's now within you. Is yeah, that within what we're, each we're individual going? person. Okay. This is not a societal thing. This is gotcha. most like this is what is causing hurt to individual people, mm-hmm. not the people at large. I mean, they both apply. Certainly, financial worries. I mean, there's a think of how blessed at least so many people in our world have been that we haven't lost jobs, we didn't lose income. But a lot of people think if you owned a business. Oh, our world. You mean like our... Our immediate world. Immediate circles. Our individual micro yeah, world. Sure. Yeah. You know, a lot... I mean, I certainly know people mm-hmm. who have gone through that. But imagine these last two years, if you owned a small business. Mm. I can't even imagine. You know, imagine yeah. if you're... you're Or not even you own the small business. You worked at a small business. Right. You weren't even the guy who, you know. Right. So certainly financial worries. You know, people who actually did get sick. People who did have people in the hospital. People who have lost people. Um, what about people? And I said this from the jump. I remember early on March 2020, my heart was breaking for people where the pandemic wasn't their greatest problem. Mm-hmm. That's something else. There was a cancer. There was. Oh, and now it's well, put off to the side or you. Well, you know, it's not even the. Yeah, it's it, not to call it the side, but like when when a worldwide pandemic isn't your greatest concern, mm, you've got problems. Right. Yeah. You are in a really dark place. And everybody else is much less likely to be able to join you. Right. You know, my son gets cancer. The world came to our aid. Mm-hmm. 
Right. If that would have happened now, I'm sure people would care. Yeah. Right. But a lot less. But a whole lot less. Yeah. Less people. Less people. Right, right, right. And to a degree, they'd have less to give. Less mm-hmm. people, less focus, maybe. Yeah. Um. So that's the way we should finish it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do? What, what is it? If you think about it, if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I am absolutely angry. Or, and I've had this happen. A spouse calls me or messages me and says, gosh, they're so angry. What do I do? What can they do? For me, the number one thing is you've got to understand what you're feeling. What is it? You know, I'm, I'm pissed off. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for the Roman numeral. Now, <laughs> let's go to capital A. Right. What? Why? What is it? What emotional need is it that you are not having met mm-hmm. or is being taken from you? For a lot of people, and that's that sort of, like you said, free-floating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Some people got that free-floating rage right now. And there's mm-hmm. just this ball built up in their stomach. And it could be a combination right. of all of these things. It is so vitally important to be able to identify what's going on in your body physically. Yeah. First of all, and that's a step back. Okay, why? Why am I walking around? Like somebody, I think it was our girl Paulette, who sits at the table most every week. She said... I just realized that I've been walking around clenching my jaw for the past 15 years. <laughs> right. But there's different things we do. And, and whether it be, you know, different changes in breathing, whatever else, you got to know the physical manifestations of you squashing it down. Mm-hmm. But what is it that we're feeling? Can you identify it? Where's the emotional need? Not just the action. Oh, I'm so mad at the government or I'm so mad at whatever. Why? Mm-hmm. Specifically, what emotional need has been taken from you? Secondly, I would say we really want to make sure that we identify what is causing it because that's when it leaks out. If, if you're walking around in fear, let's just say you are Susie and Susie is done everything correctly. And Susie white still wipes down her groceries when they come in. She hasn't been to a store, whatever else. And then Susie's son gets up on a ladder and or on the back of the couch and he's trying to reach something and he might fall off. Susie flips out on her son. How dare you? You could have died. You could have whatever. Now, Susie, are you really angry at, at Bobby for climbing up on the edge of the couch? Or is it all of this other stuff? Mm-hmm. Can you identify where it is mm-hmm. that your needs are being taken? Yeah. So that you don't give it to somebody, you know, because then Again, if you just keep going to anger, you'll be angry at them for making you do this. And we have to identify what we're feeling, but what's causing those feelings. And so sneaky is the third thing is recognizing past hurts in that same emotional need. Times historically in your life, and I go all the way back to when you could start remembering, two years old, three years old, all the way through. When you've been hurt in that same category, it inflames the hurts today Mm -hmm. we've taught that before we've talked about it before we don't recognize it we have to really sit and think about that because there's times we just get mad at why am i so angry yeah i'm just thinking like for me on a personal level um i think one of the issues that i went through in 2020 and into 2021 when you guys um saw you know how angry i was or how when i you know would would admit that to you you know whether it was on here or off the air um i i think growing up um i never was 
I had to fight to to not be told what to do. And you, again, mm-hmm. high high need for respect. So for me, and again, this it's going to be different for everybody. This is my personal example. Um, don't tell me what to do. You know, like, and and as COVID COVID stand descended upon the world, that's what that's what was happening. You're telling me what to do. I'm an adult. Let me make my. I'm going to make my own decisions. And so all of that, every time that that would happen to me in 2020, you must put on a mask. You must do this. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? And that, like, that dredged up all those times from my past when I fought whoever it was, don't tell me what to do. So it re- that really is a, a, a you know, the, what you're saying about recognizing hurts from your past that creep up in current hurts. It's so vital. Imagine so you imagine and and I love that you put that together. Imagine you're 5 years old and your grandmother suddenly gets sick and dies. Mm-hmm. And some weird, you know, she got you don't even know why cuz you're 5 years old. Whatever. Grandma got sick and died. Right. Okay. And now all of a sudden here you are and who's being hit hardest by this? Grandparents. Yep. You know, and so don't of kill course, grandma. Well, and so I don't want my now your mother or your father is the age that your grandparents were when they died. You know, of course you're going to be fearful. Of course you're going to be amplified in your emotions and your hurts and we're not most people aren't cognizant of that fact Mm -hmm. and so we've got to know our own stories we've got to know our hurts we do have to go back and that's the final solution to all of this shocker comes back down to romans 12 15 and mourning with those who mourning finding people who can help us not just now not just now talk us off the ledge mm-hmm. and and again not with facts logic and reason but saying yeah it is frustrating yes it is aggravating this is something that is that should make us mad and we are mad and i'm mad with you and i'm you know like, mm-hmm. great that helps now but to really get that full fire and the bubble down mm-hmm. we have to do the work and go back to man why did that happen to me why yeah. did something come out think of all i mean we've all had things happen to us that came out of left field mm-hmm. as a kid that you didn't think was coming well, I don't, I don't know too many people that saw 2020 coming right mm-hmm. right there. Boom. That's just, that's the very beginning. Yeah. So, so therefore, and pastor Dan pointed out fear and we could certainly, and we very well may mm-hmm. do this exact same podcast, but mm-hmm. about fear. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the next thing that, you know, okay, well, 2020 hit. Well, what's the next thing? Right. Right. There's always something around the corner. And if anger's your thing, you're like, you know what they're going to do? Yeah. You know, them, they, Mm-hmm. They're going to just do this again and they're going to whatever. And they might. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> if you don't get they at might. least some of those historical hurts under control and somebody alongside you, you're just going to stay angry. And to that point, I always go back to what you said about when you and Rachel were in Texas and you were going back to your hurts as a kid. And when Rachel said to you, um, or what, what's the thing? Like, I'm so sad for the six-year-old Jay or whatever it oh, was. She just said, I, I can't imagine how scared you were. And I'm sorry that you felt so alone. As you was like a And I had never realized those were two emotions that I felt when I found out that my dad had a girlfriend and was leaving our family and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and how it works is now I can't tell the story of the day my dad left without also remembering Rachel crying with right. me in Texas. So it's literally attaching a, uh, a comfort memory. To, to a grief, to grief memory for hurt, yeah. And so now I don't get that pit in my stomach when I tell that story. I, I speak with joy, right, at how Rachel, the the stone emotion, suck it up, buttercup 
wife I married was able to cry with me mm-hmm. in, a, in a library of a church in Texas as we learned how to do all this. So to bring that back around, if what we need to do in today when, it, when you're carrying all this anger or as we're going to talk about fear or guilt or whatever, as we go down the line, you do have to go back and say, all right, that seven-year-old, whoever you are, your grandmother died. And nobody- all, all of the things that are happening right now that you're angry about, how many of them are going back to that point in time? And then you do have to have somebody to come alongside you and provide a comfort to that hurt or grief is what we're saying to grieve for that seven-year-old kid who lost their grandmother. Right. And then, yeah, bring, it, then bring it back in, in, into Wait, where you are today. No, no, not necessarily. You don't have to bring it back. That's more of the cognitive behavioral. Like, Oh, now let's see how this happened. Mm-hmm. It literally just puts the flame down. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it will heal that hurt from when you're seven. So there's less fuel for the hurt now at 37. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to necessarily understand it though. You will. Right. But you'll notice, oh, wait, that doesn't make me as mad anymore. And there's there's less fuel behind that anger fire when you've attached comfort to that grief. I wanted to say, too, that, like, <clears throat> it, this this self-analysis, like, it, it's, like, so important that, you know, that we're talking about that you're able to, to go into your own past or, or, you know, figure out where do my hurts come from. But it's something that we're, like, not really necessarily good at slash educated in. And obviously that's why we're doing the podcast is, like... Nobody you know, does it. Right. Um, but with anger specifically, I, I feel like a lot of times anger comes off as like, I mean, and I'm talking about inside of you. When you, you get angry, it can feel like righteous anger or just so, like, I'm angry for the, and it's, it's right to be angry about right. this. Justified. It's, yes, <clears throat> justified. And sort of, the, you talk about this bubble of anger inside of you. And I feel like that, that righteous, justified feeling can be stuck inside of that bubble with you. And then you're not even more like, why do I need to, to analyze this and that? Like the, the anger, like the anger itself feels like what's right. And so it's like hard to break out of that, that habit. Well, you think about the great movie, is it Inside Out? Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. You know, what is anger? Anger's, you know, anger is protecting that little seven-year-old boy mm. that got hurt so bad. And so such I'm going to be- Such a brilliant movie. And mm. that's, and, and so, yeah, I don't need to go back because guess what? I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that hurt again. So I'm going to be angry and tell you, no, I'm perfectly fine. They never should have done that. Mm-hmm. And it's that same thing. Now, again, w- without that comfort or, you know, without- Without the the grief in the morning of that, what happened to that little seven-year-old boy or whatever age you were, the anger takes over and destroys you. It is. It's a brilliant movie. And I don't even know if that's what happened in the movie, but I'm just saying, like, if you think about it that way, anger is protecting the seven-year-old that nobody protected and allowed that hurt to happen or, you know, whatever. Maybe it had to happen, whatever, but certainly didn't comfort them in that time and could have been a great moment. In all these moments where we have these tragic hurts growing up. Somebody could have come alongside us and and been monumental in allowing us to not be alone in those moments. And because we're not good at this and we're not taught to do this. I love talking about this with my mom. She's like, honey, we never did any of this. She's like, we didn't even talk about this. I'm like, I know. Trust me. I know. And, I, you know, our grandparents weren't sitting around saying, it just breaks my heart that you lost your job. It's a steel mill, buddy. You know, it was, mm-hmm. hey, let's go to the bar and we'll forget about it. Right. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you completely, Chris. Mm. 
All right. Well, guys, we are so thankful that you uh, have joined us at the table for episode 145. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us in lunchtimeinrome.com. Speaking of social media, we will <laughs> not be giving you anything to uh, to get uh, angry about. Uh, while there, take our relational needs questionnaire. That is where you begin your process of self-understanding. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. It's like I can't stop myself. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, all, it's like an addiction or something. We've turked on... Turked? Why so angry? I can pet the fish.